This is Paul Martin and Ray the Roadie for the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. How's it going today, Ray? I'm doing good. Oh, gee, what are you listening to? Uh, come on, come on, you messed it up now. What are you listening to? I did, I, I hit the wrong button. Hold on, holding, we're in a holding pan in here, people. Are we interviewing Peter, Paul, and Mary or something today? No. We're actually leaving on a jet plane. Okay. I'll see you. Have a safe trip. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're meeting with the band C-130. Oh, I get it. I get get it. See see the tie-in? The the airplane leaving, flying. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. C-130 is a cargo plane. Unless you're packed in a box or something, a pine box, then you're going somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stuff you can put in there. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, we're meeting with uh, Mike, Don, and Ian from the band C-130. Yes. They've, they've just recently gotten together. Uh, they've got a gig coming up soon. March 14th in Tinley Park. In Tinley Park, Illinois. Uh, but they've, uh, they're all seasoned veterans and have uh, been playing around for quite some time. So uh, let's get to them and see what they have to say if they're leaving on a jet plane. I don't know. Better. I hope they're not through the gate yet. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's do it. Hey, we're at the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 in Joliet, Illinois. Joining us today is the C-130 band. We have Don Lang, the bass player. Ian Shaw, guitar player, and some guy named Mike Lorber. What? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that name before. The vocalist of the band. How you guys doing? Good. All right, we're good. Thanks. Great. Yeah, it's good to this be here. This place is impressive, man. It's, uh, yes, it, yes, it is. It's, it's massive. It's going to be great once it, once it opens. We're actually having our first uh, Hall of Fame induction on March 29th. I saw that. Now, who? Uh, there's four REO, Cheap Trick. Yeah, REO, Cheap Trick, Ides, Ides of March. Uh, Larry, Lu, Larry Lude, Buddy Guy, Larry yeah. Lujek, uh, Dick Biondi getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow, Dick uh, Biondi. The Thirsty Whale is yeah. being inducted as a venue. Is that um, still around? No, it's gone. No, it's the one that gone, was, yeah. It was in River Grove. Yeah. Man. Oh, River blast Road. from the past. Yeah, definitely, right. definitely. So tell us about C-130. Where did this all come together? We are kind of, uh, <clears throat> I guess the best way to describe it is a uh, kind of like a wayward house for uh, orphaned band boys. We are like all in different. <laughs> Don and I were in Jack Daddy in the traffic jam and that kind of fell apart. And then Don and Ian had done this thing called the Rum Sunday and the Tucons. And then uh, Brian, our drummer, was in the Sam Daniels band. So it was like all these different bands. Don has a uh, Flying Pig Sound studio out in Bartlett in the basement. And that's always been kind of like the jam space. It's really the nucleus for the the disease of music we make. <laughs> Don's done this great thing, and you can explain it more for years, where he'll do like a Facebook invite with a bunch of musicians and say, hey, let's just jam. And it'll get like five or six people together, and everybody picks out two songs. 
and you have like a month preparation and then you just kind of jam. So I think that's really where everything started, where we would just all jam together. And then it just got to the point where, you know, a bunch of us weren't in bands anymore. And we're like, hey, let's do our own band. So that's kind of where it's come from. Uh, Brian Fredericks is our drummer and his dad flew C-130 in the in the military. So that's where the name comes from. Oh, okay. oh very cool. Very cool. Coming up with a band name is not easy. No, oh, no, no, it's not, not, no, not something that's catchy anyway. Well, yeah. And everything's taken. Yeah, the cool <laughs> names are always are taken. Yeah, right. yeah and so we have a we have a good friend that has what's his five hundred mile rule. So if you if you come up with a band name, if there's nothing near you five hundred miles, so yeah. so I think the only other C one thirty is like uh, as a band is somewhere in Asia, and their last post we've ever seen is like two thousand nine. So we think we're okay. Yeah, there was years years ago, I was with a bunch of guys who were putting a band together, couldn't come up with a name. We there was a map on the board, and we somebody took a dart and threw it. It was a world map, and it landed on some town in Canada called Treblock. We're like, eh, that sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sounds like a metal band, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so unless we go play Budokan or something, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're playing Budokan, I think we can uh, probably make them an offer for the yeah. game that yeah. they will yeah. refuse. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then you arrive in a C-130 would be awesome. There you go. There you go. Uh, Care, you get idea all your for the gear. first video there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got all your gear in there. All, you bring your own fans. Some things are so big, you can bring everybody with you. Right. So how long has the band been together? This, uh, you know, we have played together, like I said, in Don's basement for years. But the actual band kind of reforming started in about uh, September, October. Uh, we had the four of us and then, um, you know, we're all in our fifties and we kind of auditioned for a lead guitarist and believe it or not, the lead guitarist ended up being 28 yeah. and works with Ian. So, and he's kind of an old soul, Matt Powell. And, uh, so we kind of got running with that and, uh, we actually have our first gig at the station pub in Tinley park on March 14th, kind of well, a okay. St. Patrick's day gig with my sister is in a band. Her name's Betsy Condon called harmonious Jones, her and her friend do these amazing harmonies and frank anastas plays uh, acoustic guitar so they'll kind of do an acoustic set first and then we'll do you know kind of the harder rock with the two guitars yeah yeah frank used to be with uh midnight yeah he plays with uh, uh john folstrom okay yeah. oh okay yeah. yeah so so uh so you mentioned you're playing uh, you're playing rock and roll right or what, what kind of music what's your genre that you uh, your genre of choice should i say we're doing anything really from like 60s, maybe through 90s, maybe like Black Keys, maybe be about the newest stuff that we do. So okay. we've got some of them. We've got uh, Good by Better Than Ezra. We've got Santa Monica and then a couple of Oasis tunes and then like Hard to Handle by the Black Crows. Uh, some Bowie and we do kind of a punked up version of a monkey song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's another thing we liked. We've liked doing over the years is take like a song like we do Stepping Stone and we really kind of put the pedal down on it where it's almost like a metal slash punk version of it. We did one with like All My Lovin' from the Beatles. Kind of me first in the Gimme Gimme's little right. bit of a punk twist. So it's it's rock and roll with a maybe one toe in, in punk rock. Okay. We're still kind of we're still kind of figuring that out exactly where we want to what we're good at, what what we all enjoy country, trying to keep everyone in the band happy too. give everyone, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, you want to give it your own spin. You yeah, know, exactly. you don't, don't yeah. want to sound like everybody else. But it's two guitars. And that's that's kind of, you know, where the I think the basis of the band is through the two guitars and, you know, anything that you can run through the two guitars. We don't have keys now. So mm -hmm. we're just kind of doing it that way. 
I think there's a band out there called Just Another Cover Band. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there's a few of them out there. Why were you considering that name at one time? Or? <laughs> I think it's taken. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing that's really cool is if uh, all five of us in the group put together a list of our Desert Island albums, there might be one or two that show up on more than one list, but by and large, it's going to be five different lists. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like we just practiced last night and we've got about 16 songs now that we've put together since September and October. And then we were saying after this gig, hey, everybody pick one more song you want to do. And then we'll just add it that way. And so really, I mean, we've all got day jobs. Uh, they're teachers. Uh, I'm the Sky 5 helicopter guy. And we're kind of doing this. And obviously, we want it to sound as good as it can. But we want it to be fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we've learned more and most over time. You really need to enjoy this. This is kind of like, you know, our middle age indulgence, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> habit that our wives let us do and, you know, that type of thing. So <laughs> that's, that's you, you really want to enjoy it. it. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's priority one. Right. The wives are getting rid of us. Right. Realizing, okay, you're not going to be out carousing. You're going to be with a bunch of other losers in a basement playing rock and roll. I know where you're at because I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets expensive with the gear. That's the thing you got to, yeah. you know, appease them with another guitar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. I, I, I need it, honey. I need it. I always just like <laughs> it. To, it. I just point out the purses and the shoes. There you go. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's a little different, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. <laughs> My younger brother is into cars and has, I think, three or four sitting around his yard and garage and has all the tools. And I keep saying to my wife, hey, I have less money invested in my hobby than he does in his. And all of my guitars play. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's and you're going to make a few bucks. Right. Maybe not enough to pay for it. <laughs> if, if we make enough to pay for the bar tab, we're doing good. There you yeah. go. There you go. So now you two are teachers, right? Any music teachers or no? No, I'm a, I'm a middle school uh, history teacher, so I teach the Hormonally Challenged. So I've been, been doing that for yeah. 29 years. Good luck with that, huh? And uh, Ian. I'm a high school guidance counselor, actually. Oh, okay. And uh, I do sponsor a guitar club. That's how Matt Powell and I connected, is we started talking about guitar. So he and I co-sponsor a guitar club. And once a week, you get together with there's probably about 15 students that are regulars. And they just come and pick up some acoustic guitars, and we sit around and jam. It's fun. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. That's very cool. So you advise them to not go into the music business? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, for about five years, I worked for my dad who um, had a small record label of, uh, called Folk Era Records. He worked with stuff like the Kingston Trio and the Limelighters, Glenn Yarbrough. And I started volunteering with high school students at a, a program while I was working for my dad. And I realized that the high school students were generally more organized and more mature than the professional musicians. And that was when I realized I was in the wrong field. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So how many shows you got uh, coming up now? We've got the station pub on March 14th. And then, uh, we're, I mean, we're, we live in the Northwest burbs. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Southwest side. I grew up in like Mount Greenwood and Oak Lawn. So I've kind of got that connection. Uh, so that's why we're playing there. Uh, we're playing Danny's on Douglas and Elgin. Elgin sure. Yeah. That's kind of uh, one of our home bases. Don for years ran a really good open mic there on Tuesday nights, like one of the best, most organized, open mics that, you know, for years and years, he did this thing where everybody would play, sign up 20, 30 minutes instead of like, you know, some guy up there for two hours and sure. play with his friends and you're waiting. So Danny's is kind of uh, a home base. Don also runs a charity called the FET for the Almost Home Foundation. And they uh, have a uh, Guitars Under the Stars every year event there. 
Uh, other than that, those are the two we have right now. We are looking to play possibly up in uh, Lake Geneva. Okay. At a place called Papa's Spruce uh, that my cousin happens to own right on Lake Como. Well, so, what about uh, that? <laughs> with the last band we played there last year, really cool. So we're looking around there. Um, I think we're trying to get this one or two under our belt and then, sure. you know, kind of push things out for the summer. Are you doing the bookings or is everybody... We, I think I've done one and Don's done one. It's okay. kind of whoever has the connection, you know, okay. I, I think we're, and that's the cool thing about this band. I don't think we're, you know, nobody really cares who gets the booking and all that. As long as they get it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and of course, you know, because it's not our day job, we're thinking if we're playing about once a month, that's something that, that works for us and our families. Sure. And it's probably about as often as we can get our friends to come out and, and have a drink with us. Yeah. <laughs> You know how it goes. Half the crowd is like people from other bands that, you know, you're friends with. So, yeah, you're, when your demographic is, you know, committed, uh, obliged friends and family, especially when they're all ranging from, you know, 30 to their 50s, yeah. mm -hmm. trying to get them to come out twice a month. To, yeah. That being said, we, we got a really good looking showing for the Tinley Park gig coming up. It's looking like it's going to be very crowded. So awesome. that's, that's what 14th, right? 14th. Correct. Yeah. And then uh, April 4th at Danny's and right. we'll be there. Uh, that one we're opening up for a, a band from the city that uh, grew out of uh, the Old Town School of Folk Music, uh, the Blue Adapters. Oh, okay. So they're kind of an eclectic mix of, of 60s and, mm -hmm. and 70s and some modern stuff. I think there are some uh, St. Lawrence guy in that one too, I want to say. Really? So, yeah. So, so it's quite a distance between the two. I mean, I mean, you're not working just the north side or the south side. You're working, working all over it. So, But not, now, now being from the northwest suburbs and working at Tinley Park, you said you've got to a good following down there? Well, yeah, my sister lives in Tinley Park and because I grew oh, up I in Oklahoma, Mount Greenwood and, you know, the majority of my family and friends are still down there. Uh, Matt Powell, our guitarist, is from Aquino, which is close. So, oh, okay. yeah, I mean, the majority of the people that I grew up with and, and knew, and while I'm still connected to a lot of people in the Northwest Burbs, I've been up there since 2007, you know, that's kind of where I grew up. So, you know, and a lot of people I've been keeping in touch with. So, yeah, I, I mean... We can definitely draw down there. We played there with Jack Daddy in the Traffic Jam a couple times two years ago. You know, drew really well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in. You know, the numbers that we've got right now. You, well, you know how it is. You put the Facebook invite out, and you know, yeah, yeah. it says over a hundred and something people are going. So, if we get half of that, you know, for that room, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, but if you're playing to five people and you're having fun. Oh yeah, okay. that is true. That's good there, especially when you're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> Said by Mike uh, or Matt, our guitar player. He's got he's got family from the area too, so he's out there and he's actually at a, a house inspection. He's hoping to buy a new house, so good luck to him. Shout out. So that's why he's not with us today. Oh okay. And our drummer's working his day job. Yeah, and so. now you're going to have the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast uh, advertised for you here. You yeah, go. this is fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I was so excited about uh, about this museum in general. You know, I've been to the you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. And, you know, you, you know, there's always a discussion of like, you know, the best bands and like the rich culture of Chicago music and who should be in it down the line. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people that were associated with it. Uh, Scott Childers is an old uh, traffic buddy of mine. Sure. WLS historian is uh, in on this. So, yeah, we're really psyched about it. And we got uh, Jim Peterick is uh, on the advisory board. Bob Surratt. Right. He's on the advisory board. Yeah, I board. work with Bob at Channel 5. And, yeah. So, yeah, they got some uh, some heavy hitters uh, back into place. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see this doing really, really well. I mean, people are really into the history of music in Chicago and, 
you know, the old WLS and the loop. And, you know, mm-hmm. you talked about Dick Biani and the connection to the Beatles back in the day. And, and yeah. we, we do have our uh, cheap trick songs in the sets. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's there. We love it. So tell us, uh, let's start with you, Mike. Uh, when did you start singing? When did this uh, all come about? It's this- been kind of a family thing for me. So way back, my uh, my father went to De La Salle and my mother went to Aquinas and how they met where they were the leads in a couple of high school musicals. Then they, you know, when we were in Catholic school, they would sing in like the church and choir and all the time. So constantly music around my house. My sister sings in a band and it's just something we've always had around. And I really I've always sung, but I've never really done it in a band until about, you know, seven years ago. Okay. so it's just something I've always wanted to do. I'd pick up, sing with friends, open mic, uh, karaoke, things like that, or just jam with people. But just got to the point now where, you know, this is something I really want to do. And it's a fantastic hobby and enjoy it. So it's it's been through our family, really, is, is what I would say as far as me, you know, getting into music and singing. Does anyone in your family play, play a musical instrument? Not too much, oddly enough. My sister played a little piano, but uh, my mother still, my mother is... Uh, in her early 80s and can still sing her ass off. Really? It's, it's wow. unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. Come on, Mike, you, you play tambourine in the band. Yeah. We need oh, to give yes, you props yes, for that. Yeah. I, play, I play bad tambourine. There's, <laughs> we, there's, we just there's bought him for his birthday last yeah. month, his first real tambourine. Yeah, right. Nice. So. And it's loud. So now he's got to play it in time because you can hear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> his goal is to be the Neil Peart of tambourine. There you go. <laughs> they're giving me hell. We're doing uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash? And there's, you know, Should I Stay or Should I? You got to do the double time tambourine while you're singing. May advance the cowbell at some point. This thing. Yeah. We, have, we have a very unrealistic expectation. Yep. If you could do it in time, now that we can hear the tambourine, right. it'd be a good idea. Matt that's just it. mentioned Mississippi Queen the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to bust out the cowbell. Yeah, that's right. Right. Advance to the cowbell. That's right. If Don, our producer, says more cowbell, then we get more cowbell. <laughs> I, 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 I ran sound for quite a while, and uh, and I have, I've seen bands hand out tambourines, and I go, oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Because sure enough, there's some girl who's like way off time, you know, and, and it throws everything off. You know, and she's, she's the loudest one, too. Well, we just make some live recordings like that and we use it in a sex ed class to demonstrate why the rhythm method is not an effective conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there we That's go. Nice. That's good. So, Ian, where'd you get uh, your start in playing? Well, definitely my dad. He, like I mentioned earlier, uh, is a huge fan of the Kingston Trio. Mm-hmm. And they said he owned a, a, a recording studio or a record, uh, record label, record label, label. full care yeah. records. Yeah. He for a while wrote a newsletter about the Kingdom trio. And then at some point somebody said, Hey, any chance you might be able to like do a mail order catalog of some of this stuff. So it's easier to find. Cause this is the, the early eighties when he was starting it. And Kingston trio records were not in the record store unless you got sure. in the used bin, but they were still releasing stuff. So dad put together a mail order catalog and then got in touch with Capitol records and went to the vaults and found a few Kingston trio things that had never been released. And as soon as he put that out, somebody said, well, we've got Kingston trio. What about the line lighters? What about Glenn Yarbrough? And it kind of grew from there, but he also played guitar. He has this gorgeous old Martin guitar and a okay. guild 12 string and a banjo. And I, when I was 14, 15, I was actually really getting into heavy metal. Um, and dad, and I said, I want to learn to play guitar. I want to rock out. You know, <laughs> you, you missed the devil horns because it's the yeah. podcast, but yeah. I, the yeah. devil horns, yeah. whenever we I say, we you, yeah. you, you got to make the, yeah, the, the get devil the horns, horns up. Right. Anyway, <laughs> the end, yeah. and dad said, Ian, it, 
it, it's the same thing. It's chord to chord. Learn on my acoustics. And then if you want to go shopping for an electric guitar, I'm, I'm good with that. I'll support that. Okay, dad. Whatever. <laughs> you know, and then um, the week I turned 16 at the start of the week, I went to a Metallica concert. At the end of the week, I went to see Bob Dylan with Steve Earle opening. And that was just a head turn for me about like genre of music. Dad took me to see. Yeah, that was from one extreme to the other, right? Yeah, it really was. <laughs> really was. And he took me to see John Stewart, who had been in the Kingston Trio and then wrote Daydream Believer and had a hit with Gold in like 79. I'm doing stuff with uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And John is this great fingerstyle player, great songwriter. And that that was really the light bulb moment. Okay, now I get it. I want to learn to play guitar. Right. Started really working at it. And it kind of grew from there to different bands and connecting with Don at, at his school and and now I have more guitars than I have fingers and uh, a patient wife. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Every time you see one, got to buy it. You got to at least play it to hear what it, it sounds yeah. like and, yeah. and, and how it feels. And how like, it feels. Yeah. And I really think that like, I justify buying different guitars because different guitars make you play differently. And then it gives you a different feel and it just keeps it fresh and exciting. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? your turn dan <laughs> hello uh God, i'm an old trumpet french horn player from back in the high school oh, really? days out in mount prospect uh, prospect marching nights marching band nerd uh then i hung it all up for years and years and then about 10 years ago my my uh uh family member started up a, oh he plays uh, rob lane plays acoustic uh guitar and uh started up a, a band called liverpool acoustic so he started playing beatles music out and then my nephew was playing guitar with him and then they needed uh, they didn't have a bass player. So I figured, how hard could it be? There's only four strings. So <laughs> I uh, I bought myself a bass one you day. Pay, um, you get paid by the string, too? Uh, <laughs> only if I... You can use more than one? Yeah. <laughs> I thought if you did E, 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 you got a gig. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I bought a bass one, one day on Martin Luther King Day off of school and took it home and uh, put on some Paul McCartney. And I, I taught myself how to play listening to Paul McCartney, one Beatles song at a time. And uh, then just kind of got bored playing by myself. And I played out with with the family a little bit and then uh, ended up meeting Ian and figured it'd be more fun to start doing kind of jams at the house. So the basement turned into a kind of a studio jam space and that became Flying Pig Sound and uh, really don't do open sound for other bands, but uh, kind of more of a little close knit kind of thing. Uh, so we just have jams and then uh, started acquiring guitars and then you just meet people and you meet people through people and, and then you you do sound for a band and usually the sound guy ends up being the, or the, the bass player ends up being the sound guy because you can't ask the drummer to do it because he's bringing too much stuff. Yeah. You, you can't ask the singers <laughs> or the guitar players because they're usually the air quotes here, podcast, the talent. <laughs> so yeah, the bass player brings the sound gear. I see. So, and Don's met so many people through the FET that he and his wife run too, which is, you know, the charity for the Almost Home Foundation and Animal Rescue Benefit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the guitar is under the Stars concert every year. And that's just, you know. You run into people, yeah. It's a great musical community. It really is. It's just, you know. When is that uh, event? It, it varies when we do it. Uh, we've started off doing it. It started off just in the backyard about 10 years ago. Uh, we played in the backyard for fun. Figured I was taking it out of the basement, doing the backyard. And then we got such a draw from it. And, uh, and I'm really big into animal rescue through Almost Home Foundation that uh, we said, well, let's charge a couple bucks. And then next thing you know, we're out in Vasa Park, which is a, a big kind of park on the on the river on 31 in South Elgin. Did that there for a couple of years. Did it at Danny's and Douglas for a couple of years. Uh, we did it at a place called Gifford's Kitchen 
our 10th anniversary show. And we, we've raised over $32,000 for almost home animal Very rescue. Nice. Very so, nice. and you know, I've got three rescue dogs at home right now. So it's, uh, and all, all the people in the band are, are, are dog people too. So, and, nice and cat people. So we're all kind of animal people. So it's, it's all good. Yeah, the the story of Don and I meeting is funny, like from my wife's perspective. So he puts an ad in Craigslist for, hey, we're doing a little Beatle jam. We're looking for somebody to sing Beatles. And so I respond to it, send him a few recordings. And then I'm going to meet him like my wife's like, all right, so let me get this straight. You're going to meet a guy from an ad in Craigslist in a bar so you can sing for him in his basement. Am I getting this right? <laughs> no red flags there at all. No. Like, yeah, that sounds like a solid idea. So, but, but you know, I didn't, get, I didn't get hacked up and it works. Don's basement is just amazing because it's kind of, you know, sports guys have their like man cave. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His is like the, the musical dream of just like, nice. you know, drums down there and the riser, guitars all over the wall. It's just a fantastic place to hang out and jam and, and for us to practice. And then Ian's got another space, uh, kind of the woodshed out where he's at in Aurora so that we practice too. So it kind of gives us two different. The woodshed. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I see. It's a little barn basically in the backyard. Out there. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's very cool. You got to have a one heck of a wife to let you do that at home. Double income, no kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've got the a one five year old actually. I'm kind of late in the game with kids. So, uh, but we don't play at his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, my wife's been really supportive with this. And, you know, I've had little excursions of things I've done over the year, like radio shows and, you know, sports casting and things like that. And she's, she's always been really supportive and, you know, really supportive with this too. But Dan, you've got, uh, um, um, uh, your kids, your kids are at school all day, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you've got it five days a week, right? Uh, 29 years of teaching. I figured I've had over 4,000 kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you guys are the name that I could actually, cause they always say, if you're a teacher, the hardest part is having kids and coming up with a name that you can, you can name your own kids. Cause oh, any right. name you think you'd come up with, you'd think of, okay, no, that's little Johnny rotten. I can't do that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh, Pete's working though. Well, well, you learn from the best if you learn from Paul McCartney. Uh, from Paul McCartney, I, the coolest because, thing because some of his stuff. I mean, some of his. If you listen to just the bass track, I mean, some of them are. Really I, I realized after a while, I go to an open mic to play, and uh, someone asked me, "Hey, sit in on bass." And the thing I, I I'm not any good at is the typical root chord thump 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 because yeah. I didn't learn that way. Right. So I'd actually go out <laughs> to gigs playing these these Beatles acoustics things, and people would come up afterwards and say, "You're playing the actual Paul McCartney bass line," yeah. and I'm like, "Don't give me too much credit. I don't know any better." <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're used to people who just go out and they'll just try and root you know root chord it and root note it and thud away. I right. think no matter what instrument you play though, or if you sing, I mean, the Beatles is a good way. Oh, I have to learn because, you know, with singing, you've got the four guys singing in the huge like curve of, like, you know, vocal range and all that. And then, you know, Ringo's got such a unique drumming style. Right. And then, right. uh, you know, the guitar with John and George and Paul, especially George, you know, it's just all of those guys set you know, the bar too high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, instrumentally are so underrated, I think. Yeah. Well, Ringo, Ringo took a beating for a while there. But, but, but I mean, really, when you listen to his stuff, he's really... Really, like you said, very intricate. And, it's trend-setting, it yes. is. I mean, you know, yeah. he did so many things. Yeah, it, I think because he was in an era where you had the Keith Moons and, you know, the Ginger Bakers and John Bonham later on and all that. And, you know, he right. wasn't that explosive, but still, I mean, just right. did talking, some trend-setting things that had been done. Talking to our drummer, Brian Frederick, who's saying that uh, Ringo's lefty. 
So he'd be doing like come together, his fills and other people are trying to figure out how to do it. And right, he sounds so unique yeah, because yeah. he's going, a lot of people don't realize that he's he does going backwards. backwards. I, think, yeah. ticket, ticket I didn't know ride. that until Brian told yeah, me. Yeah. Ticket like, to ride's yeah. the big one. Ding, 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 ding. And that's where that came from because he had to come over from the left side. Ian's got the best quote yeah. about drumming. Do you remember your quote from 10 years ago about drumming? Yeah. Um, the first time I ever sat down at a drum kit, it was the most uncoordinated I'd ever felt in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, okay. Guitar players, I have to move the left and the right hand together, but they're not really moving over that much distance. It's like the, the guitar neck is only about an inch right. and a half wide. So you right. know where your fingers are going. When you sit at a drum kit and you've got all this space in front of you, and then you have to add in your left and your right leg and, and each of the four limbs has to be doing something different, but in coordination. Yeah. Uh, my brain hurt just thinking of and it. And the sure endurance of it too. People don't think about that. Oh, yeah. you know? I mean, it's something like as a vocalist, you have to go through too, but then you think about the drumming and just the sure endurance. And if you're doing a two, three hour set, you right. know, and, and if you're in a hard rock band and you're going at it every song, man, that's, you know. Yeah. I just had shoulder surgery and I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine playing, <laughs> playing right. drums, not guitar. I can, I can strum that. <laughs> so. Just, if you're never not sure, take a look at the face of a drummer when you suggest playing Led Zeppelin's rock and roll. <laughs> Should we play that song? Look at their face. And usually it's like, no, we're not going to do it. <laughs> so uh, Ian, what, what kind of guitar do you play? Um, you said you have several, you have more yeah, than a bunch. Yeah. But, but so, what's your, what's your, uh, the one I keep coming back to for C one thirty is a Les Paul deluxe. It's a, I don't even know the year 70s somewhere. Yeah. I got a great deal on it. Cause it's got a nasty looking headstock break, but with the mini humbuckers, you, you get a little bit of chime and jangle when you need it, but you can turn it up. So I mean, just get this great classic rock tone. Yeah. Yeah. He's really bringing some cool effects into what we do. And like, you know, there's the whole marriage of the two guitars together. You and Matt are kind of still figuring out, but like we've talked about, we do rebel rebel and you got the second part of the song where kind of like, you know, yeah. you tone, your dress, your face is a mess. And then he kind of amps it up with this effects pedal and it just takes it to a whole nother place. It's very right. cool. It's kind of our edge. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the pedal board. His pedal board is known as the death star. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it has to come in a suitcase. We're still right. working on that. It, do, it doesn't look real rock and roll. It looks more garage sale, but yeah. it, it sounds hey, is, is, If it works, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. And, and I used to have this road case for it and the road case weighed another 20 pounds. And I was like, okay, if, if I don't have to carry it up and downstairs, that's one thing I have wheels, but yeah. by the time I'm carrying it up and downstairs, I'm like, okay, what can I do to make this lighter? Right. Oh, well, you know, put it in a suitcase. Roadies. Yeah. Roadies. You get roadies. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to convince my wife and she's like, yeah, no way. <laughs> but I really, one of my favorite bands is Wilco and Nels Klein is just this mastermind of kind of avant guard jazzy kind of mm -hmm. sounds and craziness with the pedal. So I love doing that. The kind of guitar I play, I don't really manage the sound like other guitar players. I, I try and cop a Stevie Ray Vaughan lick or, or a, a George lick and it doesn't quite sound right, but I get to play what I want to play and I sound like me, which I'm really proud of. But sure. I also oh know yeah, absolutely. It makes it a tough fit for me in a cover band, yeah. which is where I love playing with Matt Powell because he has got that classic rock tone and the classic rock licks down. And it's kind of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do roadhouse blues. Matt nails the solo. Right. Okay. We're going to do something where we're going to, you know, um, I'm not your stepping stone by the monkeys where we're really punk it up. Right. Okay, Change I can it up go yeah. that crazy <laughs> with that and really have a lot of fun. And Matt's like, oh,
bounds. What kind of amps he plays here? Um, at Don's, he's got a, an Ampeg uh, reverb rocket, I think it is what it is in the basement. It's one of the 90s ones. Yeah. At home, I've got a Victoria that I just love. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, you guys have probably gone through this too. Just, you know, the quandary of a cover band is like, do you want to try to sound exactly like the song or do you want to do, you know, your version of kind of sounding like that? And I think we've kind of basically worked our way into the latter and that seems to work better for us where, you know, you're not trying to sound exactly like the song you're covering and you're kind of doing the way you do it. And Stepping Stone's that perfect example. So right. like, you know, especially without keys, it's hard to sound like the monkeys, but then we're kind of doing like a harder rocking version of it. And it's a song everybody recognizes, but then it kind of takes it to another place, which is cool. Right. And it, you make it your own, you know? There's a effects pedal you can get to make your guitar sound like keys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have that. It's the Electro Harmonic V9. It's a staple on the pedal board. <laughs> see, see, see. Now you can bring the keys into the monkey songs. You're talking his language. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of bass do you play? I uh, started off with Hoffner's. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Started off with a real cheapy, cheapy one. And then uh, uh, my favorite for a long time was the Hoffner Very Thin. Okay. Uh, the contemporary series, which looks a little bit like a Gibson 335. Uh, but the big thing that I'm, I'm really kind of the whole band, we seem to be more Gibson guys. Uh, my favorite bass at the moment is actually an Epiphone, uh, Jack Cassidy. Oh, I okay. think it's just, it's, it's a, you know, hollow body, double cutaway, and, uh, it's got a veritone switch. You can do a lot with that little thing and it, it doesn't weigh a thing. Uh, then travel light, travel light. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, Ian, take note of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, it just sounds great. And, uh, I uh, love my got a Gibson Firebird or a Thunderbird. Love that because Matt's got oh, nice. a, Matt's got a kind of a vintage Firebird that's that's just gorgeous. Although he just picked up a little four or five pound Gibson. What's it called? A DC Tribute that they're selling for about five hundred bucks. And he played it at practice last night. And it's got a single P ninety and a thing. Just is amazing. Wow! It literally weighs like five pounds. Wow! Which Ian? Of course, I played. I had uh, for a brief period of time. I tried a Gibson RD, which is a thirteen pound bass. Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't last long. <laughs> I'm kind of a talk about shoulder surgery. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm kind of the gear guy as far as far. Yeah, as that. I mean you're kind of a collector too, though. We, we it's funny we all communicate through this like chat, you know, text thread, and here we are right now. Don's looking at another base and stuff. It's like every other week, you know. And, but nice God, thing about it is you can flip them real often. You take better pictures and you clean them up, and and you could usually make a couple couple bucks. He's, on he's a real good details guy, like detail down and which i'm horrible at and so it, it kind of is a really good balance and like him setting up the sound and everything and, and all that and he's so good with details and little things and, i'm known as know. the control the control enthusiast so uh mike uh kind of tambourines uh <laughs> what, what did i get see this is this is what yeah. i know what, what did i get from my he's birthday, got himself so. a, a high-end lp and it uh it's got the brass and the steel chimes on it so, nice yeah. is, it, is it acoustic or electric uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> you're a dangerous man putting thoughts in my head <laughs> he's thinking about how he can, how he can put it in he's put a pickup on it you're gonna put a pickup on it yeah, almost I'm be still, wrong he's putting a pickup on a banjo i don't know <laughs> we're just joking yeah, yeah. I, I did like five guitar lessons i had shoulder you know shoulder issues like you did yeah. and it kind of got me to bail out on it and there were enough guitarists i'm, like, eh, I'm just gonna sing but yeah it, it is weird getting like we're doing some might say by oasis which is a song i'm still getting familiar with and then you kind of and i'm sure anybody who plays anything and has to sing too you kind of have to get familiar with the singing of the song and then you oh, play sure. a little better right. you know as opposed to like Rubble Rubble, which I've done for years, and it's one beat. You just kind of keep going in the tambourine. I can't believe I'm having a tambourine <laughs> conversation here. But, you know. 
it's a, it's a musical instrument. It is. Yeah. It is. No, we did these band uh, bios that we put out on Facebook and we just kind of put the tambourine thing as a joke. And I was putting like my favorite tambourinist, <laughs> Susie Partridge. Yeah. I saw yeah. That. I saw that. I saw that. I saw and then there's some like dudes are all serious about it. And, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. he made a comment down there that I think it was what, Susie Partridge. Uh, Davy Jones. Jones and then the bald guy from the George Harrison tribute. <laughs> and we had someone point out, it got really, that's Ray Cooper. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> We're just having fun. Right. Lighten up, up friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got your His next goal is to get into triangle and, and we're, we're yeah. looking at these aged brass right. triangles and what the like chimes maybe yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah the um, chemistry the 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 mass the and the weight is and, and whether or not yeah, that if you yeah, exactly. shave off like an eighth of an inch off the end of the triangle if it has a little bit more resonance or if you need to add that extra bit of mass. Maybe, you know, my ultimate goal would be like xylophone. Yeah. Oh, you'll, or, be, or you'll, maybe, be, you'll be traveling. You'll be carrying more gear than the rest yeah. of the band. <laughs> there may be some no, bells okay. or uh, so. the bells or the water bottles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. So uh, or empty Guinness glasses. We could just drink them to a yeah, certain point. There you go. Okay, that's, a that's a D yeah, there. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Guinness is the uh, the official beer of C-130, I think. So Nice. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Guinness. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Guinness and Gibson. <laughs> so, which is, yeah, which is why a St. Patrick's Is there gig, one handy? Yeah. <laughs> a St. Patrick's gig is so perfect for us. <laughs> you know. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, mine would be brought to you by tequila. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so uh, where can people find C-130 uh, socially or... Well, so we all turn to Don here. <laughs> uh, website would be uh, c130band.com. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook in North America. In North America. <laughs> there you go. As opposed to the Japanese version. Right? Somewhere in Asia. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So we just, uh, like I said, we just started this in September, October. And then we have about 500 followers on Facebook now, which has been pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we, we like to just, it, it, we're really enjoying this. And it's, you know, like I said, you want it to sound good, but the big thing is like, we're just, we're not taking it like uber seriously. We've right. all got real jobs and just having a great time with it and try to put pictures out of our practices all the time. Don's doing this bizarro effects thing now where, you know. Yeah, I saw, I saw the pictures with yeah. Catabano. Well, you know, it makes a bunch of bald middle-aged dudes look better. You, know, <laughs> you, can put, too, so. you can only put the same picture every week of a bunch of guys in a right. basement. So I figured, yeah. let's if you're going to put pictures out, let's edit them, cut them, and give it a, some kind of a, a flair. Sure. So it makes it a little more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Sure. And we'll, hey, we'll play anywhere. People who want to, you know, book us. And I think, I think we're drawn pretty well. So they can contact you through the website. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, Mike Lorber, I'm on Facebook. I'm really easy to find and, you know, send a message there or, or through Don or, you know, however we want to do it. Stop by to school during the week. You guys are there. The <laughs> biggest thing though is it's fun. We're all having right. fun and we all get along. It's, it's five guys that, that even though we all have kind of different tastes, different interests, we all have a lot of stuff in common. And, I can't think there hasn't been any drama 
and it's just fun. Right. And we played last night and, and at the end you just sit down and have a drink and, and, uh, it's, it's fun, which is why we're doing it. That's ultimately it. Once it stops being fun, then you stop doing it. Okay. And there's a lot of people that are playing in bands that aren't having fun and I can't figure out why they do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, ego's getting away. Yes. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. drama, drama happens. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, amazing. Like what you've been doing in the dancing noodles, we do that for so many years and just yeah. keep the band together. I mean, that's, that's just a, that's an accomplishment. Itself, yeah. We're you know? going on 36 years with that. Band. Oh, wow. It's crazy. And, 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 and a couple of us have left the band for a while, but the bass player and the drummer kept it going for many years and it was different guys. And now, and now it's back to almost all the original guys. So. I mean, you guys are an institution on the South side, you know, I mean, yeah. that just, but I'm growing up in high school, like remember like going out and seeing you and, you know, yeah. people talking about you. But you, you've had obviously then lots of contact with other bands of oh. all different talent levels. And oh, yeah. so you, you have to have seen all the drama that you see in oh, bands yeah. of all different talent levels. There's beginner bands that have just amazing amounts of, of drama. And, and obviously, you know, the professionals, those are storied. I, I, I have stories I could tell you. I, I ran sound at, at the Blue Chip Casino in Michigan City for almost 12 years. And I still run it occasionally out there when, they, when they're shorthanded. But uh, I've seen so many bands and worked with so many different bands. And uh, and some of the drama I could tell you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so unbelievable. It's, so if you yeah. can find a group of people that, that can yeah. play together and have fun, it's, yeah. you stick with it. Yes. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you uh, coming in. And, uh, oh, man. Thank you so much for having us out here. This is really like a privilege to be in here before this place is really open. And I'm like really looking forward to coming out here when it's all Yeah, done. eventually when it, they're going to try and get the first floor open here and then to go up to the second floor and the third floor. So there's three three floors here. There's going to be a performance area on the third floor. So, Well, we all walked in and we're like, oh, look at all these old pictures. And, oh, hey, here's some sign cheap trick stuff and ooh, look at these old custom amps and yeah and uh we're 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 ready to come uh for opening day all right <laughs> gonna get a selfie here all right, all right. selfies really do well on podcast don't they <laughs> <laughs> they do they do yes all right guys thanks a lot thanks so much thanks for coming in thank you well that was mike dad and ian from c130 uh they've uh they seem to have their stuff together there don't they they do and i'm telling you nothing impresses me more than a seasoned tambourinist <laughs> yes Unbelievable. you don't meet that no. many uh tambourinists out there don't 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 give mike a hard time now come on i'm, I'm not giving him a hard time <laughs> i'm it's an honor to be in in the in the same vicinity of somebody so seasoned on the tambourine well he, he jokes about it but uh, but uh, it uh, it's it's it is an instrument yes yes it is and i think don is uh, working on putting pickups on there <laughs> i think so he's going he was running home yeah i think he's he running home with that idea he was writing stuff down <laughs> drawing little sketches and stuff i'm like yeah he's, he's probably got it done already i would imagine he probably does that's probably right does. stopped at guitar center got some chords <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he might have everything at home that he needs to do it yeah so. he may he may but yeah that's a great bunch of guys uh sounds like they're gonna have themselves a really good band uh got to get out to tenley park on march 14th to the uh station and see them yes indeed yes indeed well uh thanks for joining us today and uh we'll see you next week with another fine podcast uh recorded right here at the rock and roll museum same podcast time, same podcast channel. That's right. Right here at Route 66 Museum. I'm Route 66. The Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66. And don't forget the Road to Rock Radio.net, where you can catch this podcast as well as Illinois music that you would not believe. So much Illinois music on Road to Rock Radio. And catch our podcast every Monday at 6 p.m. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Chicago.